0: Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's the LGBT Chat Podcast,
1: a space for LGBTQ
0: friends and allies to share personal stories, current events, and life
1: endeavors. Hosted by Aida Ramirez. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 50 of the LGBT Chat Podcast. Joining us tonight, uh, we got a special night for you guys. Uh, We have Raven Dixie from Winn-Dixie. Did I say that in reverse? I feel like I did. You
0: said it in reverse. (laughs) That's
1: okay. (laughs) I knew it. I'm dyslexic, Um, (laughs) y'all. Just slightly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. dixie I'm Winn-Dixie. I'm I'm the owner of Raven Dixie Motorcycle Entertainment and Apparel. Nice. And I would be considered an an ally for the LGBT community. Nice,
1: even awesomer. <laughs> um, so, talk to me about that. Like, how, because I, when I think bikers, right, I think just like big guys and like motorcycles, <laughs> and, like smelly uh, and, it's and goatees. Of,
0: <laughs> it's a lot of that. Not so much smelly, like bad smelly, good smelly. But um, no, I started my company in 2017. I've been a part of the motorcycle community since 2011. I joined what is called a social club. So a social club is a part of the community. You have motorcycle clubs and you have social clubs and social clubs are usually in the South females and they basically advocate for bikers. So when I did my business, my brand was just an extension of being in that social club. You know, I um, did my brand around advocating for bikers, biker safety and biker awareness. That's and so, so cool. it just
1: developed to what it is today. Yeah. Talk to me about biker safety and biker awareness. Cause I, I see like bikers like zooming by me all the time and like getting in between lanes and like just cutting people off. And I just feel like it, I get so nervous, right? <laughs> Driving yeah.
0: around. It, well, here's the thing. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. So when I advocate for biker safety, I'm advocating to bikers to ride safely and to what we would call like civilians to d- know how to know how bikers ride to understand that when they are in one of your mirrors or in the other one of your mirrors they're trying to be seen they want you to notice you notice them so they're not ran over so they'll be like in like seems like they're zigzagging but really they're just trying to get your attention hey i'm here that makes sense. don't run me down <laughs> you know and you see, if you see them zipping through traffic, that's usually, to me, I think they just want to, like, get out of somebody's way because somebody probably just cut them off.
1: Yeah. So, And I, yeah. I do like it when I get, like, the hand signals, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to change lanes. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I almost, like, hit somebody the other day. That's not funny. I don't know why. I just laughed. Um. But like we were like coming into a parking lot and um, I was like swerving around like somebody else I was pulling out and it's a very tight Mm -hmm. space. And as I like kind of merged to my left, um, there was a biker coming in and he kind of gave me like a death stare, which like I would have given myself one, too. But like I didn't see him and I looked, you know, but there's also like, you know, the blind side. Um, so like we just like went and chased them a little bit. I'm like, Are you all right? Like, are you okay? Did we touch oh, you? Dude,
0: that's decent. That's yeah. decent.
1: And he's like, No, that's we're decent. good, we're good. It's all good. I'm like, All right, cool. Like, don't scratch yeah. my car. No.
0: Like I said <laughs> Right. It works both ways. And and for my brand, we promote the positivity side of um motorcyclists because they do a lot of wonderful and amazing things in their communities. They are um you know, they're just wonderful people as far as I'm concerned. I mean, back to school drives, um, they work with the destitute part of the communities and just feed the homeless and Thanksgiving time, Christmas, and all year round. I've worked with bike clubs that have actually adopted schools. So they do teacher appreciation week. They make sure all the teachers have everything that they, they need. They cook for the teachers and then, you know, they make sure all the students have supplies and everything. So,
1: you know, I like to promote that side of the the biker community. That's so my cool. Brand. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, To know that yeah. they're so, like, involved with the community. Um, I guess that's not what I see in my neighborhood. Yeah, that's the thing. Most people don't see that because
0: they are not the type of people who say, hey, look at what we're doing. Yeah. You know, just not going to do that. So I'm going to do it for them. That's so you cool. You know what I mean? So what <laughs> else do you guys
1: do with the company? Okay, so
0: I have the apparel line, which is my clothing. So I do a lot of pop-up store events at different motorcycle events and different events in the community and just sell my clothes. Um, 2020 has kind of like put a real rut in in those pop-up stores and all those events. But outside of that, we do a lot of um, media, like for my YouTube channel. So I have a reality show coming up. Nice. The Real Tales of Bike Life. This is a show that follows four lady bikers and, uh, all the positive things that they're doing in the community and teaching other females to ride because, you know, there's a lot of strength behind being a lady biker. Um, they, to me, I just feel like you're strong in a different way Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you start riding a motorcycle and it helps a lot of females get out of pettiness and, you know, things that are not positive yeah i feel like what was the name of the show again the real Tales of bike life nice it's going to be on raven dixie youtube channel
1: that's so cool now first episode thursday this thursday (laughs) this thursday all right so we'll make sure we air this like tonight so people can like get on it um tonight is july the 6th right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you guys should be be listening to this on the 7th so by thursday the 9th right yeah. I can count. Yeah. Look at me. Yes. <laughs> Doing good. <laughs> I survived Monday. Um, so talk to me about like the physical aspect of like riding. Does it require a lot of like okay.
0: So here's the thing. I don't ride. I'm getting my license, oh, my MN <laughs> that's what's so wonderful about that's what people love me so much is because I'm not actually a biker and I advocate for bikers so hard yeah but like I said I've been a part of the community for so long so I can't give you like you know it would be inauthentic for me to give you any sort of
1: riding like (laughs) answers or anything like that so so what do do you say to the people that like bike riders are like organ donors (laughs) <laughs> I think that
0: that's a negative. I, yeah. I'm all about mine. Okay. So yeah. I just feel like if that's how you're going into it. Yeah. Probably this is not for you. Um, I think it's really important to involve yourself with taking classes. Mm-hmm. If you're a bike, take the classes, learn how to ride. Don't, don't think that you're so hardcore that you don't need to learn right. and get on as like, if you're an attorney or a doctor and you have those continuing education classes, like continue to learn, you know, stuff about riding motorcycles all the time. And, you know, you won't be a part of that stigma to the people that, that think that, you know, I think that they just need to learn more about it.
1: Yeah. I, and I also feel like there are a lot of reckless people, like whether you're driving a motorcycle or a car you see them everywhere. So that's also a part of it. I mean, Um, yeah, you see that um,
0: incident where, I can't think of the motorcycle club, but it was like 12 members killed at one time. I think it was last summer. Last summer, it was like an 18-wheeler, and he just plowed them all over, you know? Like on purpose? Uh, Who knows? We don't know. The jury's still out on that. Wow. But, yeah, that happened.
1: Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor.
0: Happened last summer and it was it was tragic. It was tragic. Um, so that things like that do happen. But like I said, as a biker, it's so important to know how to be seen. You know, most of the bikers I hang out with, they have like, um, and some of the females on this show, they have like the helmets with the ponytails on them. Oh, nice. And then they have like big lights on their bike like LEDs, like, so they can be seen. So that's one thing. If I can teach anybody anything, it's be seen on your motorcycle.
1: Be seen. That's so cool. You know, I've, I've always like idealized the, um, the bikes with like the, the side thing, like, like, and you can put like your like luggage or I've seen people like put their dogs or like, their carry- yeah, is that what that's called? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not like in the back, like on the side of it, is that still the yeah, same thing? I don't-
0: those are saddle bags. Yeah, That's on the, so cool. Of, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's like so cool.
0: Like a saddle.
1: Like your own horse. <laughs> your saddle. There you go. <laughs> um, that and like mopeds. I've always liked mopeds because I feel like they don't require as much balance as like a regular yeah. bike. Um, and they're yeah. like cute. Not that they other are bikes aren't cute, but <laughs> you know what I mean. I like Harleys. <laughs> Is that like a type Harley's. of band? A, a type of bike? A brand? A Harley Davidson. Oh, a, Harley's. I heard ho- Holly. I'm like, what are Car- Holly's? I'm real southern. <laughs> real southern. Where are you from?
0: I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. So you're local. I'm very local. Well, for now, actually in December, I'm moving to Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, we are, we are moving West. We've conquered the South and now we're going to conquer
1: the West. We're actually, so like announcement guys, where's, where's, wait, we need a uh, sound for this. Okay. <laughs> hold on <laughs> uh, is this uh, maybe this one uh we're actually um well i i am um we're moving to vegas so we'll be we'll be near
0: oh yes kind of sort of one no it's four hours it's a four hour trip it's like yeah it's four hours Closer to than-
1: maryland right now yeah yeah so um when are you moving? We're making the move, um, either like late December or like early January. Um, so we're very excited. Um, my girlfriend and I don't know where we're living yet, but we're gonna figure it out. We have time. Yeah. So what's the motivation behind your move? So we're like, for me, well, she does she's in show business. Like she does comedy and all that stuff. And then for mm-hmm. me, it's like I've always done home care cuz it's what I've been doing since I was like a, a teenager. Um and mm-hmm. I've done like every position in the home care field. Um mm-hmm. like all kinds of administrative things you can think of in the home care <laughs> field. I've done it. And I feel yeah. like there's nowhere else for me to go and I'm stuck, you know? Um and I've mm-hmm. tried to venture off, but it just doesn't work out. So I feel like okay, let's just go um let's just go. Worst case, like yeah. we'll just move. <laughs> We're not stuck anywhere. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, th- that's the thing. Like we get stuck, you know, I call it stuck in a rut and we-, we never leave. And all you have to do is just go. People do it all the time. It's just, we yeah. make it bigger in our heads than ever. Cause everybody's like, oh, that's such a big move. And the County that I grew up in, the County that I've lived in is um, Williamson County, which is one of the more wealthier counties in the, in the, um, in the United States. Mm -hmm. So when you compare that to where I'm moving, it's like, it's actually really low, you know, it's, it's lower than where I've come from. And it's not really that big of a move, but everybody's like, it's
1: such a big move. Like, I'm like,
0: it ain't that big. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, maybe we'll see you on the road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll see you guys, you know, my whole family lives here in Tennessee.
1: So Aww. yeah, but, but we're excited for you. We're excited for you guys. Um, uh, so talk to me about like the clothing. Did COVID affect your production in any way? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, Like I said, obviously my events have been cut down to basically, um, two events this entire year. And usually I do like 12, 12 a year. And, um, my shipping, my shipping and my fulfillment is taking three to six weeks and it normally takes like five to seven days to to get my, um, apparel. So that's been really, but my customers, my rebels, I call them rebels. They are really, um, they love the brand, so I communicate with them and let them know, hey, it's going to be three to six weeks before you get your stuff, and it sucks. Where they're going is- anyway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where else can you go? <laughs> you it's it's all the same, no matter where you go. So, exactly. um, but it's 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 helped in like it's helping me think outside the box. You know what I mean? Like, I've been super creative. I went ahead and uh did a studio in my house because I do a lot of YouTube shows and, um, I set up a studio in my house so I can work a lot. Cause usually I go to bike events and I interview bikers and, you know, I'm on location. So I've had to um, pull out all the creative tricks yeah. during, uh, this global pandemic, but it's been, um, it's been, a, um, what is it? What, what is beauty? <laughs> a curse and a blessing. Yeah. It's been a curse and a blessing.
1: Yeah. But like you said, I think it's forced a lot of us to, um, to, to get creative with like our time and like how we do things, um, mm-hmm. which is like you said, it's a curse and a blessing. Um, Absolutely. So have you, how have you found, uh, have you found any freedom in like your, um, during quarantine? Like, like I found the freedom to, to, <laughs> to um, embrace my flaws <laughs> during uh-huh. COVID uh, has anything yeah. like this happened to you.
0: Okay. This is going to be a really, really, um, big reveal, and especially, you know, I'm going to get all my rebels to watch this tomorrow night. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to be a big reveal because I've, uh, probably never had this conversation with anybody outside of like my family members, but I, um, wore lace front wigs all the time. Like I, I love a lace front wig. (laughs) Like I love it. And I wore them for probably the last four years. But during COVID, I was like, you know what? I'm taking off the wig. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I'm taking off the wig and I'm wearing, I'm switching up my styles. Like right now I have braids in and like, people are like, Oh my God, it's a different you. But I just feel like, I gotta be me, you know, and I, I, I do a, med- a lot of meditation and I was meditating like once a day before COVID-19. And then when the global pandemic set in, I started meditating up to two, three times a day and just getting really in tuned with myself. So that, that's bought me that freedom, you know, um, I work for myself, so I have freedom anyways, but just introspection, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just feel so myself and i'm like this is me take it or leave it you know what i mean like so i just i i I feel freedom in expression and
1: being who i am and being who i really am you know what i mean i i know exactly what you mean because i would spend an hour and a half uh blow drying and like passing a hot iron to my hair drying my hair up damaging my hair with all these products and all this heat and i'm like wait a minute like i've got curls and they're cute so like Mm -hmm. i just like f it you know and like i just stopped i don't care and i because i used to hate the way that my face looked with like just my my curls um Mm -hmm. and then i would hate because i would always like dried up i'd hate people um, like co-workers and like friends like oh did you cut your hair and i'm like no they're curls so they like you know they shrink so like you know like shrinkage is real (laughs) and they're like oh but it's so much shorter Oh. And then they, they try to touch it. I'm like, don't touch my hair. You're like, you don't do that.
0: Yeah. That's annoying.
1: <laughs> it's like, That's I annoying. feel like people don't know like what norms are. Like, but it's just like common sense. Like, you don't just go around touching people's hair or body parts or anything. Well,
0: it's like personal space. And if anything, we've learned <laughs> during this Hello? global pandemic personal space. Like, give me 50 feet, please. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I totally feel you, but you're beautiful and you Thank should. You. Your hair
1: curly often because I like it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Freedom of expression—that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So so talk to us. Like, what's going on? What okay. are your next? What are you going to do with Phoenix? Um, I want
0: to tell you some some new things that are coming up, but I do want to since this is um this this is the LGBT um, platform. I do want to speak on an episode that I did. I did a series called Dating in Motorcycle Clubs. And I would have different guests come on the show and talk about their experiences dating in motorcycle clubs. And I did um, an episode called "Open Marriage." And one of the girls that are actually on my um, reality show was the subject of this um, of this particular show. And she's got a wife, and then she's in an open marriage, so she also like um, is open to dating men as well. And then one of the episodes that I did, um, was dating motorcycle clubs, LGBTQ. Um, that was really important to me because like you said, people get a misconception of the motorcycle world and they think it's all straight hardcore men and that's not the case. And so if you watch that episode, you learn about the history of the LGBT community when it comes to, motorcycle clubs, the Satyrs motorcycle clubs and all the different um, pride clubs that are out there and what they've done, not only for the um, LGBTQ community, but for the biker community as well. And so those episodes were so precious to me because like I, like I said, I do advocate for bikers but I also advocate for the LGBT community That's so, so cool. if you have opportunity please, <laughs> please go and um, watch those shows and tell me what you think.
1: And we'll add the, sh- the links to the show notes so you guys can go check that out. Um, that sounds pretty cool. I feel like, um, like like we're just we tend to like judge quickly like things that we don't know much about um, mm-hmm. because it's what we see, right? Like when we think of bikers is what I know from like what I've seen on TV or what I've seen on like law and order. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like rapes and like, you know, gang members and like this side and the other when, I mean, if you think about it, it can't possibly be all like that, you know, or, well, or I any know. like that. Exactly.
0: It's also like all volunteer be like, you don't have to do this. You know what I mean? Like, this is, uh, you have an option. Like nobody forced you into a motorcycle club. And if you watch the, um, shows on my channel, you'll learn a lot about the culture and what it's really about. People mistake it for sons of, sons of anarchy. And it's not that, and there's so many, um, other motorcycle, um, YouTube channels that you can learn from, um, Demons Row, my brother. So, the ghost, he's out of, uh, Connecticut, but he's from the Bronx. So I want to give a shout out to him, but check out, check out Demons Row's channel, check out Raven Dixie's channel and learn about the motorcycle um, culture and learn what it's really about because it's so much deeper and it's so much, it's a lot of unity there. It's not a lot of controversy. Mm -hmm not as much as you think.
1: Yeah. And it, I also feel like I get like a sense of like loyalty um, or like, ah. I guess unity, like what you said from yeah. from that. Uh, that's pretty neat.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about the move just to talk about some like future events. I'm really excited about moving to Phoenix. Like I said, I I, I know no one there. <laughs> and so me and my family are moving there, but I've, I've flown out there. And I've, um, found where I'm going to live and I've met the motorcycle community there. That's the greatest thing about having this community is because we're everywhere. <laughs> and so, um, I host this really big bike show in Nashville, Tennessee called victory lap. And so we're going to be hosting victory lap at Arizona black bike week next year, 2021. So when you
1: say hosting, what do you mean? Like hosting what? Like a, a rally? It's a or? bike show. Okay. It's a bike show. So basically,
0: um, there's a rally and within that rally, I hold a bike show. Um, so bikes can come and show off their, <laughs> their big wheels and their nice. sounds. Um, and you know, I'll have a sports bike, um, sports bike and booster's baggers all bikes all bikes get awards so you can compete in your categories there'll be lots of different categories and
1: when is this again
0: this is going to be june 11th through june 20th 2021 arizona bike week and this is the west first bike week because the east has um myrtle beach black bike week and so
1: yeah i feel like i can't say that sentence too fast
0: say that again (laughs) The East has um, Myrtle Beach is <laughs> Black Bike Week. Okay. And now the West is going to have a bike week, and it's going to be their first bike week. So I feel like I'm I'm coming into this situation strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we already have Victory Lap going on, and the people that came to Victory Lap in Nashville, they, they know that I take a lot of pride in anything that I'm doing. So it's going to be a, a nice event. And I, I host a lot of... um bike shows in general during, uh, hogs gone wild, um, Harley races. That's where they go and race the Harley Davidson motorcycles. I have hosted bike shows, the ACEs wild bike show during those, um, events. So that's, that's just some of the things that fall under the umbrella of what I do, but I go and host a lot of, um, annuals. They just want me there. You know, they just invite me there to kind of like say hi to their, their, um, their um, crowd and just market. I market it at, on social media as well. So I'm really, really great with them. marketing for motorcycle community. They trust me. That's so <laughs> they nice. trust me. So I take a lot of pride in, and I try to do the best job. Well, I, I do the best job that I I can do.
1: That's so, so cool. Um, yeah, it's so cool to have like. Um, like I guess, like just a community. Home Sense. Why is it Home Sense? The prices make sense. Ooh, outdoor is in. Are those plates melamine? Pretty planters, pillows, lanterns. Pretty much everything outdoor. And the savings. Well, it makes sense to me now. Out save on outdoor. Find a store at Homesense.com. To, to um, to have like I don't know I don't know how to explain myself like it's just pretty cool. I have no life other than work so. <laughs>
0: Know what you're saying. And that was one of the reasons why I joined a social club back in 2011. Um, Actually, I I got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> in my 20s, I, I was probably on probation from the age 18 until I was 27, 28. And then I went and got my paralegal degree and I became a, a paralegal and I did that for oh, a decade. Cool. But the year that I um, went back to school to get my paralegal is when I joined the motorcycle community. And it was just a way to meet people that were not, you know, ruining their lives. (laughs) And so I I met a a good group of people and and they made a, a really big impression on me. And I, you know, my life changed for the better because of the motorcycle community. So, you know, I pay homage to, to the community as much as I can.
1: That's so neat. Yeah. So um so you have the western stuff happening uh next summer. Uh uh, next Uh 2021 seems so far away. Um
0: it does.
1: (laughs) But we're like halfway through, right? We're like almost over. I
0: know I blinked and it was
1: like mid 2020. (laughs) But what a blink that was.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Because I feel like every day you wake up and you're like, what the hell happened? It's like every day it's something new. And it's like, this is not real life. Like
1: this cannot Devin, Devin be and I were talking about this last time on, on one, on our episode when we were t- chatting with Devin and the Mario and he was saying, do you know Devin? Devin. I don't, I think okay. i I think I know Devin. Well, I know Brandon. So he's, Friends with the Mario, and uh, he does their spot, uh, sport casting or whatnot. And uh, he was like, every day, like what you're just saying, like it's just like he was just describing 2020. And, um, but yeah, now they're like flying snakes, uh, which I thought, what, yeah, they're, but they're not really flying, they're like gliding, right? They're just gliding through, through, um, like trees from one side to the other. Jesus, no, I've not heard of that. This but is news to me. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it's just news now. But I feel like I, I I watch a lot of like, uh, what do you call that channel? Like, um, Animal Planet. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I feel like I've seen that before, but it's just like a thing now. And they're like alligators, like in people's porches in Florida, like just like, have you seen yeah. that?
0: I've seen that. I have I've seen that before. Snakes in toilets and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah but
1: but I think it's like like, people are placing new. them. Like, like they're cutting their limbs and they're just leaving them in front of people's porches. If I read that right, I'll read the. Oh, wow. the I'll, I'll add you guys, um, the the link to the story. Um, but it's just like so bizarro. Like every other story is just weirder and weirder.
0: Absolutely. I mean, they're cutting off the limbs of these animals. That's what I
1: read. Oh wow, that's tragic. Yeah, breaks my heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking from a, like a vegetarian year, but, um, but no, I don't know. Like this just crazy 2020. Um, it's crazy. It's has there crazy. been anything that like surprised you the most out of 2020? <sighs> Where do you start? <laughs> yeah. Where do I start? Well, you know what? I just, I,
0: nothing really surprised me cause I've lived a real full life. So what I really think is just the curtain has been drawn back. You know, like the blankets have been ripped off the covers and the black light is lit in the hotel room. We're seeing all of them, the scum, all the dirt, everything is exposed. Yeah. You know, it's just major exposure. So am I shocked by it? No, because I understood that it was going on for a very long time. Um, but I do understand the shock of of the majority of the people. So yeah, yeah. curtain, curtain is open. (laughs) So
1: we've got shows, we've got move, uh, anything else you want to share?
0: Okay. So I really, okay. I'm really excited. I think we talked about this a little bit, um, a while, a while ago is the real film tales of bike life. So we've got, um, four major, major players in the bike world. Um, socks. We've got Phoenix. We've got Taboo, and we've got Ebony Star, and these are four fem bikers, and they share their tales with us, and uh, we get to see that. And so this is the first show. These ladies are all out of Dallas, but we're going to do like a franchise of shows in different cities. So um, if you're listening out there and you're a biker, know that we're going to be casting for a different city in August. So if you're interested in being a part of the real tales of Bike Life. Um, make sure you are hitting up the links in the description to look out for when we start our casting for that um, show in, in a different city. I'm thinking Vegas or somewhere on the West Coast. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that show. I think this is something that has not been captured before. I think we are capturing it and um, it's major. It's it's major. I'm really excited about that, and I, I'm kind of just concentrating on that right now. I do have a a project that me and my I have three daughters, and they're extremely creative girls. Um, my middle daughter, she is working with me on a cartoon that's going to be featured on our channel, Rihanna Saint James. It's about a a girl biker. Nice. And uh, and her in <laughs> her um motorcycle club. Um, we go into like the development of the motorcycle club and her interaction with the community and everything. And it's set in the South and, um, you know, my, my daughter draws and, you know, we're just working on the animation with that, working with Demario and just, um, getting that underway. Um, I like to throw, (laughs) I like to throw all my eggs in one basket. So right, <laughs> now I'm not like everybody. <laughs> so right now I'm really concentrating on the real them of bike life because that's going to, you know, catapult me into the next hemisphere and it's going to be easier to do all my other projects. So that's my concentration, especially with everything that's going on. I mean, we can't go anywhere. Um, right. There's a big event coming up. The all-female ride, it is in September, and it's going to be in St. Louis. This is the um, uniting of the Texas all-female ride, the mid-state cancer ride that happens in October in Memphis, and then the St. Louis ride for Hope. They are uniting together because of COVID-19, and they are uniting in St. Louis Labor Day weekend, and it's going to be a bunch of lady bikers. Come with your face mask and your hand sanitizer, and be ready to um, be ready to ride your bike and enjoy some events. It's in Saint Louis, and uh, I'll send um, Ida the the links for that.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited! I can't wait. There's so much happening. Um, I'm excited for your show. Um, is there like what is like the like the theme other than like bike bikes on the show? Like, is there? I think that
0: there's an underlying theme of um, we call um, one of the, one of the um, cast members says that 2020 is the year of the lady biker. Um, The, the, the lady biker is emerging, you know, we're, we're, we're claiming our spot. And so with these four ladies, I think the underlying message or theme would be strength because we talk about what it's like being a mother and being a biker or being a woman and being a biker and what all that entails and just the strength behind it. And I think, I think that would be the theme, like strong women, (laughs) strong women.
1: Yeah. It's about time we take center stage. Um, Yeah. I think so. And positive things, you know, um, Mm -hmm. So no,
0: is- it it won't be no, it won't be any, um, you know, you watched the Real Housewives of uh, Atlanta, or well, it whatever. doesn't sound it, like
1: that's it, what it's going to be like.
0: Not going to be any of that um, drama. First of all, um, I would never, <laughs> I would never do that to to any human soul, and so <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But it is going to be entertaining. You know, it's going to be a, a, a lot of entertainment. Entertainment and just watching these ladies interact with each other. We um recorded some shows um a couple of weekends ago. I was in Texas and we recorded some shows. We're gonna record some shows at the St. Louis ride. But then we have a house in Texas, in Galveston, Texas, for the last week in October and the lat and the first week in November. And so we'll record like basically mm-hmm a big part of the show during our stay at that house. Um, These summer episodes are just going to be like an introductory into each cast member and them telling their stories and then we'll do the actual show.
1: Nice. I'm excited. I can't wait till Thursday. What time does it release? Thursday, 2 o'clock Central Standard Time. Okay, So that'll be 3 o'clock. But it'll be on YouTube so we can still catch it at any point Yep, Thursday. You
0: can catch it. Any at any point, I, I like for you to catch it within the first five hours. Okay. <laughs> if you can catch it then, you know, I like my numbers to soar.
1: <laughs> we'll do our best. You hear guys? Two o'clock, guys. You have until between two and seven. <laughs> Wait, you but, guys but any time, I don't care if you watch it next week, but I'm just saying. Are you are you um sorry to cut you off. Are you um how how many hours are you guys behind? Is that like an hour or two hours? One. More than one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just one o'clock New York time. So you catch it on your lunch break, guys. Just like, no, oh, it'll YouTube be it. three o'clock. You New see, I am dyslexic because <laughs> behind you, <laughs> not in front of so us. So three. take a late lunch break, okay? <laughs> or watch, watch when you get off. That too.
0: When you're, when you're in transit on the way home, just not driving.
1: Are y'all, are y'all still working? <laughs> so I was working from home for three months. Now I'm back at the office.
0: And how's that gonna I mean, you think that's gonna you're gonna stay for the rest of the year?
1: Um well I am thankful that I haven't broadcasted my show to my coworkers because I haven't yeah. said anything um at work. Yeah. But um I don't know. I most likely, you know, most likely. just work well,
0: you know, they're turning everything around in Tennessee. We went into stage three and now the governor put us back at stage two in, on Friday. Because so. people don't know how to
1: act. Exactly. Yeah. And King Cuomo, king of the north here, is mm-hmm. saying, you know, he's <laughs> like, we're not having none of that BS, you know. If you're coming to Florida, make sure you're quarantined. But people, like, you can't really enforce that unless you're, like, going to follow people around. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just so, sad. It is sad.
0: I'm hoping that we can come up with some sort of cure for this and so we can get back with some some sort of... <laughs> Normality, whatever that is, right?
1: I, I think it's hard when you have like ignorant people that are constantly like just defiant you know being the def- defiant um just being defiant, you know, like just uh, it hasn't affected me, so I don't care, you know, right and I think I think that what people need to take
0: on is consideration. just even, whether you believe it or not, can you just consider <laughs> your fellow human? Just consider them. And it's it's not that difficult. It's not that hard. And it's not going to cost and you
1: anything. Yeah,
0: nothing. Like, wear, um,
1: wear a scarf. Like, whatever you want to wear. Just cover your freaking face.
0: Yeah, like, when I, I traveled through the airport, I literally had, um, I obviously had a face mask, but I also had this, like, scarf that I wore around my neck because you have to pull your, like, in the airport, you have to pull your your face down to show, you know, prove who you are, your identity. And it's really simple, you know, like just cover your mug, dude, (laughs) just cover your mug. It's, it's easy. It's easy stuff. Wash your hands, cover your mug and stay home. If you don't have to, I traveled only because I had to work. So I have to, Had to do, but I'm not like going on leisure vacations. (laughs)
1: Like
0: I'm not, I'm not going to the beach, dude. (laughs) Like I'm not doing it.
1: So I felt like, um we went down to ocean city maryland um about four and a half hour drive from new york uh, mm-hmm. and i didn't think about it until after i posted pictures that i'm like oh shit people are probably gonna think that i'm like out and about you know like you know doing stuff mm-hmm. and like we were at the beach but there was no one near us uh, even mm-hmm. in the water we we're there for a few minutes um there was no one like n- people were actually being respectful about that but then once you hit the mm-hmm. boardwalk we're like, oh, no, mm-hmm. we can't do this. We turn right back around because there are a lot of people without masks. There are a lot of people just, like, walking around. They didn't care. Uh, and mm-hmm. we just like, uh-uh, you turn, and we left. Um, the same thing at the restaurant. But then I just – I felt like I was judging myself <laughs> for,
0: yeah. for being out. Probably too strictly. Probably too strictly. I mean – it's either that or go mad
1: (laughs) but but we were being i feel like we were being conscious we were being aware you know we weren't near people we're always wearing our mask uh we took it off to eat but even at the restaurant like everybody was like extremely like away from us you know they weren't like just a table away that we were very separated um i think we can't condemn
0: people that are taking safety precautions and safety safety measures you know what i'm saying like we also have to be like realistic. I mean, if if we're social distancing and we're wearing our mask and we're washing our hands, like God, we've got to go out here and get our groceries. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so like my thing is just take consider, take consideration of, of your, your fellow person, keep your distance and uh, wear your mask and don't beat
1: yourself up. <laughs> Thank you. How <laughs> has it been for your kids, for your daughters um, like, to be home oh. like this? That's been kind of, um,
0: it was, I'll say this, the first two weeks was wild. Okay. The first two weeks was like, dude, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? And I, um, I love teaching, you know, I love taking that on. I'm I'm not going to go teach in a school, but I didn't mind teaching my daughters. I didn't mind sitting with them and, and learning. And I'm probably like, blazing real really really bad (laughs) information for the school district down here but they had all this work to do and so we did it all you know and my daughters turned it in and like their their classmates were like we didn't do that stuff like (laughs) some of the kids like didn't even do the work and, and I don't even think it mattered you know I don't know what their plan is going into the new year but um you know, it, it, being at home and being away from their friends was kind of like, um, weird in the beginning. And I'm the type of mom, like, you know, you're not like, there were some moms letting them have sleepovers and stuff like that. And I, I'm not that mom. Yeah. There were some moms letting kids have sleepovers and I'm like, you're not going to a sleepover. You're not doing any of that. That's not going to happen. And so I think it was, um, you know, my youngest daughter, she just really she wanted to go to her friend's house. like she's all about socializing. And I'm like, look, you can't do any of that crap. You just can't do it. And so now she doesn't even <laughs> she doesn't even ask to go over to her friend's house. Like they become accustomed to what this is and, mm-hmm. and they already know. Um my oldest daughter, you know, she's a cheerleader. She made the high school cheerleading squad and for me, you know, Cheering is expensive. (laughs) Cheering is expensive, and just okay. So, what what are we doing? Are we playing football games? Like, what? Like that. That's the cause for a pause with all this stuff. It's like, what's actually going on? Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're doing their cheer practices, but like half of the girls can't cheer this week because they went to uh, level three states. (laughs) You know, during their uh, break from school or break from practice and so it's like how are we going to regulate this like what are we actually going to do and class classrooms they're thinking about going a group b group every other day to school and i'm just like this is nuts yeah this is nuts i don't know it's (laughs) bizarre i feel
1: like we've been talking to like adults you know about how we've been um i guess dealing with the the madness and and the quarantine Uh, But it's interesting to see how kids are adapting and and just dealing with
0: it. Yeah, but here's the thing about kids. Kids are resilient, and they adapt very well. Like, now my kids are watching podcasts. They are being – like, they're creating artwork. They are coming up with um, face mask outfits. They are um, learning from TikTok, like, how to do angles, how to, like – do a video, you know. They use a lot of my equipment, and I let them go for it, you know. And so, I think we're going to have a a bunch of baby geniuses <laughs> in a couple of uh, years. These these kids are going to be extremely intelligent kids,
1: and I'm proud of that. For sure, an attitude reflects leadership. So, yes, yeah. It's <laughs> So with that said, we're going to add all the links, uh, where to follow you, where to catch the show, all your events of your website. Um, so everyone can like go check you out.
0: I want to say this. I want to say thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your show. Like I said, I'm, I am an interviewer. I, I, I hope I didn't take over too much of your, I'm, I love what you're doing. I love this. Um, community so much i love your platform and i appreciate you inviting me here thank
1: dearly you. we Thanks. gotta do it again maybe we can get the guys together um and, and do it one more time oh that's right we didn't have angel on tonight so i called him and he's like i'm in a virtual college class i'm like okay <laughs> well tell him i said hello
0: and i hope to meet him next time
1: next time uh, so with that said thank you so much for being on the show thank you for your time um Thanks for having me. we're gonna do our quote time uh, if I can find the button. <laughs> this is the quote time, the quote time, quote time. So this is where we give you a quote to enlighten you for the week. Uh, and it's rule number four seventeen. And let me tell you something. I feel like this is a magic book. Like no matter what the subject is, it always the quote always relates to the subject matter. For some reason, like, I don't know if I've got, like, magic flips <laughs> where I just, like, flip to the right page. <laughs> but, like, I always find the right quote. Uh, this is rule number 417, um, and it's by James Stowers. He's a financier. And it says, don't wait until the time or the market is just right to start investing. Start now. The best time to plant an oak tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Right? So right. like
0: That's that quote.
1: So, like... Texas. Well, you're not going to Texas. You're going to Arizona, right? Going to Arizona. Arizona, Vegas. Here we come. Mm-hmm. I planted trees last week or a couple of weeks ago. I planted my seeds,
0: and then we'll watch those babies grow. I'm so <laughs>
1: excited for you. Um, like I'm I said, you well. thank you so much. Thank Your you for making bacon. time. <laughs> Say hi to Demario. He went away. We we had him for awesome. like five seconds before we hit record. Major shout out to Demario. It keeps me you know podcast on facebook yes um until next time everybody thank you bye bye thanks for listening to the lgbt chat don't forget to subscribe and remember the grass is always greener where you water it till next time Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet.
0: Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low.
1: Wondrous Selection, Helpful Guides, Always Low Prices. Total Wine and more. Turn off your laptop.
0: We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com.
1: They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous Selection, Helpful Guides, Ridiculously Low Prices. Total Wine and more.